right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. This episode is going into a part two, uh, last week's conversation with Nathaniel. Last week's conversation was an amazing introduction that set the framework for this week. And let's get into it. Now, coming from that story, so there's so many pieces. So for me, um, I grew up in abusive foster care. So the childhood trauma piece definitely relates to me. And I understand um, how you can go from not understanding that you can play it's okay to play Mm -hmm. to getting to adulthood where now I do realize that especially having a son now right it took me dealing with and addressing those traumas but I think it's a topic that people are afraid to talk about and it's actually more common than a lot of people know let's talk about what it was like or now to see that and how people going through those moments or people who are adults and haven't dealt with any of that trauma what are some things they can start doing you have to be willing to reclaim yourself. You've, you've got to be willing to reclaim. And, and it's all about intention for me. How, how things unfold is that you do what you have to do so that you can do what you want to do so that you can do what you get to do. That's what I call my gratitude funnel. So have to, want to, get to. In order to play, really play, I watch my, fi- I have a five-year-old son. I have an 18-year-old son. And I watch my son play. I have a 24-year-old daughter. Uh, so I watch my son play. And there is no boundaries, right? There's no, there's no rule to any of it. It's you make it up as you go. When you go into adulthood with trauma, you set so many boundaries up that other people can't cross and you won't cross. Not because you're, not because you're trying to keep people out. You're trying to, you're, you're trying to keep yourself safe. It's, just, it's not even a matter about them. It's about you. It's totally self-serving. So getting honest as to why you're reacting to your world the way you are. Like if you get angry, then why are you angry? And asking the real hard question is what are you afraid of? And most men that go through trauma aren't willing to admit that they're afraid. There's a fear about talking about this because the fear of what, what will people think? The fear of what will happen if my family finds out? The fear of the fact that I never told my mother until last year and I cried in her lap like an eight-year-old boy. I I told my father over the phone, dad, here's just what happened. And he had to hang up. It hurt him so bad. There was no way to talk to anyone. So what's what's that thing you're afraid of? Identify that fear. I, as a personal trainer, I have people, some, uh, one of the clients that used to come to me and some of the older clients, most of my clients were like older, 60s and up. And I had one, one lady, she'd come in, she'd come in with a little cane and walker or whatever. And the first thing I would do was I would remove her crutch. I would take her crutch from her and tell her, look, I'm standing here. I want you to walk. Trust yourself. Let go of the fear of falling and play. So the fear aspect has to be attacked. And men has to, all of us, anybody that's going through trauma, has have to be willing to uncover that fear. What's that fear under underlying? And then you can start dealing with the layered emotions uh, abandonment and uh, contempt and resentment and disappointment and forgiveness, one of the biggest, biggest ones of them all, because I blamed myself for 30 years, man, 30 years. I blamed me Th- that long for me to figure out, you know what? It's, it wasn't my fault that this happened. It wasn't my fault. I didn't choose this. Th- this happened and I need to deal with it. This was something that was put on my plate in my life's journey. And now I need to, what am I going to do with it? I can either let it kill me or I can let it be a a conduit for healing, not just for myself, for other people. For me, everything you just said is almost like a replay of what happened to me going through this journey of it, right? Because I started and I said, you know, I'm I'm not going to talk about, I'm going to box it up and not talk to anybody. 
Well, then I joined the military and I deployed multiple times. And now I've just added like more weight into that trauma, yep. right? And it just keeps going yep. and going. Yep. Yep. And uh, eventually, like it was a couple of years ago that I finally told my wife what had happened. She knew, she just never really knew the details of what happened, right. or more perspective of what happened, right? right. And right. it was just one of those things, like people would make jokes about things. And yep. I would yep. just like, and I'd like kind of stifle a laugh, but like on the inside, I'm like, that really hurts. And, and I'm dying yeah. that you yeah. made that joke, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and so yeah. it's, but it was a fear thing, right? Because it's a fear. What do these people think of me? You know, this person right. who served in the military, worked with special operations, did all these crazy mm-hmm. things. But as a kid got abused, like, yeah, yeah. How, what's that make them think of me? And that, and right. that, that, that addressing that fear is, is so paramount to that. Everyone has a level of trauma that they deal with in life. We, we right. all know that. So it may not be this childhood abuse and things of that nature. So for other people who are like, well, my trauma is not that bad. Dealing with my fear is not my problem or what I need to address. You know, what would you say to people who have that kind of? I'd, I'd, I'd ask them harder questions. If it's trauma, whether it's that bad or not, the problem is in the comparison. Mm -hmm. And usually when you start comparing, you're in a state of denial, bar none. If you start having, if you feel like you have to compare your trauma to someone else's so that you don't feel the weight of it, then you're in denial. So I would ask again, what are you afraid of uncovering if you go down this road? I love it. I love it. And that actually segues us into right now, right? Because (laughs) that's one of the big things going on right now. People are right. not wanting to have the hard conversation because right. it is a hard conversation. It is. It, it's not saying, it's saying, hey, you know, I don't understand what's happening. I don't fully understand it. I know that it's wrong. Um, right. And I want to be here to help and be a part of it. Right. Or, or it's even on the further end of the spectrum, you know, someone in their family was owned slaves or, or had yeah. some role in, in some form of, of negative yeah. treatment towards persons. Yeah. And, yeah. And that that's hard for them to address and scary for them to get into. And so Absolutely. the easier answer is to go, well, it's not really that bad or, well, it's not right. this. Right. 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 And it's, it's usually some, sometimes I'll hear things, well, that's just the way things were back then. And I'm like, that doesn't deal with the heart of the issue. It, it's, that's not you coming to the table to really be willing to be inclusive and this is one of my leadership principles, right? So I go into these leadership things. Leaders are to serve, empower, include, and develop. That's my four step, four pillars of leadership. And that part about inclusion is so important. When you really, this is why I love where we are right now. I like the fact that things are sort of heated a little bit <laughs> because it makes you have to come to the surface to breathe some, some things out that you'd rather stay in the deep to sleep on. And when you come out and say these things, I'm like, well, what, what would make you say that? Let's have an inclusive conversation. What I don't like is when you have someone who has a victim mentality and they want to bring other people into their victim mentality. No, 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 no. The way to have the conversation is that each person occupies their space emotionally and psychologically on their own. And you set up healthy boundaries from which you won't cross into someone else's emotional space. And you don't allow them to cross in the, into your emotional space. I usually, this is something I give to my empaths, the people that I talk to are empaths. So you just set up some no trespassing signs. Yeah, I'll go this far and have them double-sided so that you know that if you go past this, now you're trespassing, right? Mm-hmm. So you set up those healthy boundaries on both sides. Inclusion is so important. Diversity is bringing everybody to the table, right? 
inclusion says I have to taste something off of everybody's plate. Are you willing to eat off of everybody's plate at the table and really savor what's being served, right? So this, this, this racial char racially charged climate we're in, while it can be sort of top heavy, there's a way to balance this thing out if we'll set up healthy boundaries so the conversations can be had. No, you won't, would not have experienced the things that I would have. And I may have no perspective on the things that you've experienced, but inclusion says, I want you to occupy your space so much that I am being served something off of your plate. And then you give me the space to do the same as well, to serve you in the space that I'm occupying as well. So that th these conversations could be much more healthy because they should be bringing healing, not making more victims. I don't want my white Caucasian American brothers and sisters to feel like they owe me something because I had pain in my heritage. No, 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 no. We talk about how we move forward and how we converge. There may be slave owners in your, in your, 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 your heritage. That may be true. That does not make you a slave owner. There may be people who are in my, uh, my heritage that were not very nice to white people uh, who were hate because of the way they were treated. But that doesn't make me them. I'm the, I'm, I am the answer to the prayer of my ancestors. And I invite everybody to live into that moment, live into what the prayer of forgiveness, the prayer of togetherness, the prayer of inclusion would be and then model that thing. Let it be a part of your DNA. Let it get into the memory of your psyche so that you exude it at all times. I hope I, that helps. No, that, that, that's amazing. Cause I think, I think we're getting so caught up on the history of what's happened. And that's not to say that history is important. I'm a huge believer. History repeats itself if oh, we yeah. don't learn from oh, yeah. it, right? Like yeah, you don't learn think, from it. Yeah. And I think any logical person would say that. Um, but I think we've gotten so wrapped up in this conversation of, the history of this or the history of that. Well, Archie Bunker was racist. Fred Sanford was racist. Like the, mm -hmm. there were people across everything that was racist. The, that, that history exists. Like no matter what statue yeah. I tear down, no matter what thing I say, you know, that defund this or do that, it doesn't right, change right. what has happened. Like I, nope. I'm not changing anything. If I want to change right. it, I say, Hey, keep that statue up and show it to my kid and say, never be like that. That's Boom. what I don't want you to do. You change the story. A while back, I made a post and I said, look, guys, the narrative is what's controlling everything. Malcolm X said something very powerful. He said, the most powerful entity in this, in this country and the world is the media because they have the power to make the innocent guilty and the guilty innocent. And that's real power. And that is so true. If we can change the narrative, we can control the storyline. The word news comes from a French word, which is novel. It's where, the, where we get the word for novel from. And we're being spoon-fed a storyline and people are biting it and swallowing it and digesting it and then regurgitating it on one another in their social media posts and all of this stuff. And I stopped making posts that were so like blanket statements because I kind of got tired of playing into the, 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 the very soft talk narrative. Like, yes, just, you know, get your, get your thoughts in line and, and you can manifest whatever you want. No, forget all of that bullshit. Look, look, you need to get some, you got to do some deep work. You've got to go inside yourself and clean yourself up first before you can start moving forward. It's like trying to work out with a toxic body. All you're going to do is just push the toxins around your body. You need to detox yourself first. 
So you can be an asset to society. I tell my son, my 18 year old, I said, look, you got two choices. You can be an ass or an asset and you get to choose. <laughs> it's your choice. That's good. But we can choose otherwise. We don't have to choose the story we're being fed. Mm. We don't have to choose that. But because it, it's, we, they call it psyops for a reason. It's psychological operations. Yeah. It's because it pulls on the emotions. People think just because it pulls on your emotions, it's real. No, it's just energy. Mm. And you get to choose how the energy flows. That, that's actually probably one of the better ways I've heard it ever described because, you know, even, even today I posted, um, about, so at the point that this will air, this will already have posted, but I posted a thing about mask, right? So, because that's a huge contention point right now. Oh my God. And, and the, the, everyone's on the fence, right? You're either wear a mask or don't wear a mask. Right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. not to dive too deep into that debate, but, but the, I saw this thing that in California, a bunch of people inside of the government, inside of a room, wearing masks, gave each other the virus, right? Right, so, right. So, like, I got these people saying, like, you're horrible if you don't wear a mask. You got these other people saying, you're, you're horrible if you do wear a mask. But mm-hmm. both sides of them are getting sick whether you wear the mask or don't wear the mask. Exactly. It's, it's like my wife calls it the both and concept, right? Because it's like we, we used to think either or, but what if it's both and? You know, what if it's just, what, what if it's just both, like the perspective is, this is where I start to do my, do my coaching around perspective. Whatever you have faith in will be the thing that heals you. If your faith in healing is in the mask, then wear the damn mask. <laughs> my faith is in the possibility of, is in the regenerative power of my body. I know my lungs are able to filter things out. Mm-hmm. I trust that my DNA and my cells my cells are able to recognize, uh, 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 I forgot the word, but all kinds of like bi- uh, micro, uh, uh, micro, oh my gosh, what's the word? It's on the tip of my tongue. But basically these little simple sugars that introduce themselves to your cell receptors. And, and basically it's how viruses get inside the cells to multiply. I literally go into meditations where I just look at my cells and I shield them because I have faith that they know what to do. I simply rely on nature. Because oh, that's what I'm my aunt. about that. I ground. Yeah. I go outside and I ground. Me too. Walk Being connected walk to outside. nature. Get those negative ions through mm-hmm. the body. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect time here. We got a thunderstorm outside. It's oh, the perfect man. time to yeah. get those 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 uh, negative ions going. So, like, there are ways to 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 address the issue by allowing there to be a space for both sides to have a place. If you want to wear a mask, then please, by all means, but don't tell me I have to wear a mask. Because I will not, I will not, that is not an inclusive conversation for me. And, and I the think inclusive. that's the thing, right? Like it, it's inclusive. Right. Like we, right. we want, I, I don't know. I feel like, so I'm Filipino American, grew up in foster care, no background, no family, no all of that. Right. So I have the opportunity to, I have a son. I have the opportunity to create a family line of somebody who can make the world better. Because Absolutely. all that crap about, well, one voice, what's one voice? It's one fucking voice. Like, that's what it right, is. Right. You know, that's like, it. at the point where we stop thinking that a voice is important, like, I didn't go deploy all these times to, to not agree. Do I agree with everything every person says? No. But if I'm right. not going to listen and have the conversation, then my son's not going to listen and have the conversation. And to me, Absolutely. that's the bigger crime. It's not even yeah. about me. Like, right. It's what you my pass son, on. exactly. And, and so, like these conversations and actually one of the big drivers to me doing this podcast and bringing people on of all different types and all different stories was because there there's so much, like you said, that energy, those different yeah. energies are moving and it's, yeah. and it's then meeting your energy and you're learning yeah. from it. 
right? right. And if you want to call it your logic, you want to call it energy, you want to call it perspective, you can call it right. whatever you want. But we right. all acknowledge right. that when you talk to somebody, you can gain something powerful from that conversation Absolutely. and take it Absolutely. and move forward. Or you Absolutely. can listen to the news all day, like you said, and, and, yeah. and have that negative energy building and growing inside of you. And then you start Absolutely. hating your neighbor and not loving your neighbor, right? Right. And so right. Right. It, it's just, right. it, it's so interesting how in the battle for inclusiveness, we've become less inclusive, I guess. If that's Absolutely. Really the right way and, it's, to say. and it's because, it is, because it's because we're battling for it. See, the thing you fight is the thing that evades you. If you sit back and appreciate the horizon and the sunrise and sunset, then you gain more access to it. If you spend so much time efforting to try to catch it, is when you realize that you'll never catch it. It always evades you. And that's the principle of eternity. The word eternity in, in, in ancient Hebrew texts is the word olam. It's the picture of a sun on the horizon. It's a word picture in ancient Paleo Hebrew. I love languages, so I study that's like true. ancient languages. That's awesome. And and I was, I was driving, I was a courier for a company and I was driving a truck and I was kind of bringing some materials back here, uh, back to, uh, with, on, on the east, east coast of North Carolina. And I was like, well, I looked at the sunset, I'm looking out my, my, my flat truck windows, I'm just in, engaged in the moment. And I thought, no matter how fast I'm going, I'm doing 85 miles an hour on the interstate, this box truck. And no matter how fast I'm going, I'm, I'm always the equal distance away from the horizon. I'm always an equal distance away. As far as my eyes can see, no matter how fast I'm going, it's evading me as fast as I'm moving. Mm -hmm. So if I effort to catch it, I'll never appreciate it. The problem with inclusion is that people are trying to do it instead of allowing it to happen by setting the proper intention. That's so the real, way, the real way to manifest in, uh, inclusivity is set the intention first. And set the intention not by efforting, that's called inner intention. That's you trying to control factors in the known universe to meet your desired outcome. You'll find it'll be very hard and very difficult for you to do that. But outer intention means that you choose the reality you want to experience and you allow space-time to come to you instead of you efforting through space-time. Seems a lot less painful doing it that way too. <laughs> Absolutely, because you cause less pain to yourself, and other people along the way, because all of your efforting, efforting will cause some harm along the way, because you'll be frustrated, you'll lash out, because things aren't happening your way, and then you'll try to keep over-managing, micromanaging reality, when reality exists as a creation is finished. There's nothing else new being created. What you're doing is mag magnetizing the frequencies at which you operate, you're vibrating, you're magnetizing those realities back to you. So if you just simply choose and let the universe take care of itself, Oh, I choose this. And then take actions towards that by saying, I'm going to move in this way. Therefore, I will model inclusivity. So I will have conversations that I am open to other people's perspective. And I will not condemn them because they don't think like me. That's, that's outer intention. That's setting the intention for inclusivity. And I didn't have to effort for it. Space time came to me and brought the moment where I needed it to be. And I feel like the conversations, like, like, let's just keep it on the, the racial conversations of now, right? Those yeah. conversations would come to you more frequently yeah. because yeah. you're now a person who is almost pulling that towards you, so to speak, because Absolutely. you're saying, yeah. I'm going to be this person. Like, I'm going yeah. to, I'm going to strive to combat racism in, in my area. 
right? Or mm-hmm. in the best way I can think of it is the world, right? Like if you look at right, all the right. people who translate the Bible throughout history, the world yeah. was actually the area or the, the body the of area. people close yeah, to yeah. them. It was not Absolutely. this global world no. movement, right? They didn't even have a concept for the globe. Exactly. Yeah. They had no idea. So it was this small little area that they impacted. Mm-hmm. So if every person's idea was I will impact the world around me by mm-hmm. fighting racism in, in my world. Well, now the people inside of your world are going to see this shift, right? Whether you call it an energy shift or whatever, they're going to see this shift occurring, at which point natural curiosity of humanity takes place. Absolutely. They go, wait a minute, what what are you doing over here? This is different than everyone else. And then they start drawing and pulling towards it. And then they grab somebody else and, oh, look, we now have a chain reaction. And now that person's world and all these circles start overlapping. And then, yeah, yeah. That's it. You start stacking this inclusivity and then you start to realize, hey, we got more in common than we thought. But the narrative is, is, has, been, has been shifting, has been controlling everything. It's, the narrative has been efforting. So now you just set the intention and then let it go. Don't try to hold on to it. Let it go. Release it so that the powers that be can take care of this thing, can nurture it. You can't nurture an egg. An egg will never hatch. A chick's egg will never hatch. If you take it out of the incubator, you got to let it go. And it's going to work and it's going to happen and it's time. It will. It will. It will because, because you allowed it to have happen. You're not trying to force it to happen. And that's what I like to call what Vadim Zeeland calls transurfing reality. He has a, a, it's like almost doctorate level materials, about an 800 page book called transurfing reality. And he talks about the idea of letting go of allowing creation to bring things to you that you're magnetizing to yourself so now this uh, so this now this is dived into just my own personal curiosity inside of this topic Mm -hmm. Uh, black lives matter equality movement that's happening right now would you say that people are forcing and pushing it too much like because obviously people like martin luther king enacted a catalyst essentially martin luther king would be like a shot of adrenaline into right that whole incubation so right right those shots of shots of adrenaline would at times be needed inside of society and necessary and that's where you take necessary action and that having that's why i I, I love the idea of peaceful protesting because that's a constitutional right arise it's a constitutional privilege that we have in this country is that we have the right to peacefully protest when you are doing that you're moving in a necessary action you're causing people to ask questions of why you're doing what you're setting a different level of intention when you start moving into rioting and causing harm, the minute you move into dissonance is when you upset the flow. It's a balance. So essentially you're saying it's, it's a balance and you have to carefully harmony, navigate that and think about Harmony is exactly. Harmony is the name of the game. Resonance and harmony is the name of the game. You can have, if I hit one, three, five on the keyboard, I've created a harmonic triad in that, in, within that key signature. All of them are different notes, but because they are within the same frequencies, they harmonize with one another and they create music, right? The minute I create music by trying to bring in other notations that don't match those frequencies, that's when you have something called dissonance. It's no longer resonating with those frequency fields. It's vibrating and oscillating at different hertz. So what's happening is you have this movement of people that really want to see change. Let's, 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 let's make some changes. They're voicing their opinions and things of that nature. They got the attention of the known world. But then you got people who are bent towards dissonance 
and they want to see anarchy and they want to see things crumble and they want to see issues and they would rather effort. So you've got to get those people out of their way. This is what Trump would call the deep state or Antifa, not to go on that topic. But right. <laughs> it's, but it's, it's that thing. It's, it's one thing to say, we want to talk about these statues. It's another thing to start defacing federal property and then decide you want to be upset when the president responds with jail time. Because one allows a conversation, the other forces an action. Exactly. And when you start forcing people to act, they will usually act against your behalf. Because it's uncomfortable. It's new. Norm yep. says we stick with what's comfortable. Absolutely. And, and it's kind of like when they first created Spotify. Like if you go back and look at the history of Spotify, when they created yeah. the new and noteworthy playlist, they uh, by accident actually included tracks that people liked. It was a bug inside of the system. When they pulled the bug out, they found that less people were likely were, were listening to those playlists because mm -hmm. there was nothing that was normal or constant right. or constant. So right. to, to, to your yeah. point, it was it was dissonance. It was an, un, exactly. an uncertain frequency, a new, Absolutely. not necessarily right. bad, but right. a new that said to them, exactly. hey, that's that's too new. That's too yeah. off from I what can't my normal balance. Yeah. But exactly. if you play one, three, and seven, right, as opposed to one, mm -hmm. three, and five, there's five, two like, common, oh. and then yeah. there's one different. So, yep, exactly. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. I think this is the conversation that people need to be have, and and not necessarily to say mimic what me and Nathaniel are doing, do exactly what we're doing. You play or you do something that fits within your realm, right? You have the uh, mm -hmm. the conversation, but then you pepper in some uncommon topics. Some, we get so wrapped around these terms and these titles mm -hmm. around what they should be, as opposed to right. Hey, wait a minute. You call it energy. I call it this. It's still a comment. Like, oh, we go outside and ground. You ground the same way I do, right? Yeah. Like the, yeah. the core yeah. is still the same. Right. It's the nature of it all. That's why I, I study the ancient comedic uh, metaphysics and, and conscious material. And it was all about natures. It was all about how nature re represents itself in the lower parts of life, all the way to the higher understandings of, of intellect and, and what they call infinite intelligence or the amen or the atem, the, the all-inclusive mind, or however you want to put it, the God principle, where things go from physical to non-physical and back to physical again. And it's just like ascending and descending aspect to this tree of life that we all have to master these centers in our body. It's all a part of us. The, the entire universe versus us. We've got to just navigate this thing. And I, and I think at, no matter what your belief is, right, whether it's religious, you know, energy, what, no matter what God yeah. you worship, no matter what it is, right, right there's right. still that common connection with the world around you. Like, absolutely, whether you biblically, you came from God who breathed right. life into dust, into right? Adam, or, right, 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 whatever, like pick whatever concept, but it was still something came, we're all interconnected to this world. Exactly. exactly. This is the only kind of that you know, that environmentalist, this is the only one we got, right? <laughs> this is it. This this is it. It's, it's one it. mind. I mean, like, this is this is the one mind that just continues to manifest itself in different ways. And we've got to be okay with this, with participating with it. The universe is participatory and we get to choose how we participate and how we participate determines the lifeline, the lifeline we live on. Be an ass or an asset, right? That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's I it. love it, man. So, let, so I like to end with two things. One, uh -huh. uh, what's one real piece of advice you would give to anyone listening? My one piece of advice would come from a quote from Ludwig van Beethoven. He says, don't only practice your art, force your way into its secrets for it and knowledge will raise men to the divine. 
That's going to be a quote that I ponder for the week. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to constantly resonate on that. I like that. That's good. That's good. Um, And then the next, obviously tell people where they can connect with you, where they can get to know more about you, know more about your story, coaching with you, things of that nature. Yeah. I, I, I do everything on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. So you can go on Instagram. I'm at coach Nathaniel 2020. Uh, on Instagram. Uh, that's also my Gmail uh, account as well, Coach Nathaniel2020 at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Facebook, just look up Nathaniel J. Brown, or um, you can look up uh, on LinkedIn, Raise, Shift, Heal, Change, uh, ha- like the, the little hyphen, Raise, hyphen, Shift, hyphen, Heal, hyphen, Change. And uh, I think on, on Facebook, it's just look up Nathaniel J. Brown. I don't know what the, the, the little tag gotcha. is, but just look me up. We'll uh, also link all of that in too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, on uh, Also on uh, Instagram, I have another account called Dysfunctional Wealth. And if you type that in, you'll get, uh, I actually have that page connected to Facebook. I got a couple hundred followers or something like that. Gotcha. I don't gotcha. care. I just I just talk to people and, and I, people, I just got it there for people to reach out to me. It's, and if, if they reach out, then so all good. And if they don't, oh, well. You know, Dude, I'm with you. And I think the one thing I've learned in this, this whole like podcasting, I guess, quote unquote podcasting that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just, it happens when it's going to happen. Right. Like Absolutely. there's some people who said no to me at the beginning who are like, Hey, got an opening in my calendar. You want to hop on? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, sure. and everybody's like, Oh, they didn't want you at first. I'm like, who cares, man? Like, so what? what? It wasn't time. I, I want the conversation with them. Like right, I, right. I want to challenge and push myself and stretch. And that happens when we allow ourselves a conduit for people to reach out to us. Right. It's, Absolutely. it's those lines. Like That's how can it. you be inclusive if you don't allow it? How can you have conversations exactly. if you don't allow it? So everyone get over there, connect with him. The links are linked up below inside of the notes on YouTube. And then we will also include these on all the posts that we make on real talk. And Honestly, Nathaniel, this this has been a powerful, fun conversation. I don't even think I'm going to really be able to edit it down. So people are just going to get a couple of long forms. <laughs> awesome. Run along and play, man. That's I love the it. That's the name of the game. Run along and play. <laughs>